We're proudly recording on Wadja Noongar Buja, and we pay our respect to elders past and present. Queer Perth Network. Hi everyone, welcome to Queer Stories on the Swan, a podcast where two gay men chat and discuss all things queer in the Perth LGBTQIA plus community. I'm your host Chris. And I'm your other host Christo, and today we'll be chatting to Rose Manuli, her queer journey and her interesting interactions with teachers. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, we are back Hello. again. We are back, back, back again. Oh um, we actually um, <laughs> we recorded like a week ago. Yeah. Um, we so we were just on a hot streak of just organizing, and like I said, we sort of abandoned our upload schedule a while back. Yeah. So it's like when things come out, they come out. That can mean two or three months, or that can mean like a fortnight, or we can record in like a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we have. <laughs> one of these days we'll do like a double recording. We're like, okay, we got this one, one day in the morning and then the next one. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't it's think so I'll, stressful. I don't think yeah. I'd be able to. I'd, I'd, I'd be burnt out too much. Yeah. So uh, let's see. It's May now when oh this episode God. comes out. Wow. Um, since then, we have, um, if you missed our last episode, um, if so, what are you doing? I know, right? Go, go, listen go, to go back and listen. Then come back to this. Thank you. I love, uh, you know, listeners, why don't you listen? Um, We actually appeared on another podcast called WA Expose with Aria Scarlett, who was one of our guests for episode 14. This is episode 17. Um, And we just talked about, you know, our our podcast, of course. Uh, We also talked about our views on the arts and what we've been doing, you know, performance-wise, acting-wise. Um, it was just an absolute blast. Oh, so, so, so go check out. We'll we'll have the link in our social in our uh, in the description of our episode. So the link will be there. But we've also been promoting it on our socials as well. Yeah. So WA Expose, yeah, yeah okay. absolute blast. Um, okay, so we are chatting to one of Christo's friends, yeah. uh, Christo's connections. Um, her name is Rose Manuli. I love that name. Um, now, where did you meet Rose? Uh, so I met her on the set of Love Me Lex when I did the lesbian web series. That's right. We uh, That's not the first person we've interviewed no, from we've Love Me Lex. Sarah Light. Yeah. Yes. Um, actor, actually. Actor is now gender oh, really? uh, neutral. So it's not actor, actress anymore. It's just actor. Doesn't matter. I was today years old when I found that out. Yes. <laughs> yes. So there you go. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to chatting to Rose and all about her um, story. Yeah. Let's go. Exciting. Hey, this is Steve from episode 16, and you're listening to Queer Stories on the Swan. Always remember to stay fabulous. All right, Chris, so we have our guest in the studio, Rose Manuli. Hello. Hello there, and you, sa- you said that right, Manuli. That's I was right. going to say, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. It is, yeah. How you pronounce is there another way to pronounce it? I guess Manuli. But that's no, that, that would be double L-Y. Yeah. Yeah, that's say. right. Yes. No, Manuli's good. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Um, can we just start with talking about your orientation, your gender identity, and your pronouns? Well, yes, I'm a lesbian, and 
my pronouns are she, her. Lovely. Yes. Can you tell us about when you first realised you were queer? Well, I knew that I was into women before I even knew what the word for it was. Oh. Yeah, so... A woman? <laughs> no, no, no. As in, I knew that I liked women before I knew that the word for that was lesbian or gay. Right. Yep. So when yep. I was five... Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, when I was five wow. in kindergarten, I... Um, and, I, and I'll say this, I, I was only thinking about this on the drive over here. I wasn't into girls, I was into women. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So my 40-year-old kindergarten teacher, I was giving her the eye. <laughs> she was you know, way back, way back <laughs> then, I was giving her these ones. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> True story, I'm not joking. And I'd, I'd watch her, like, because back in the day, I guess, you know, teachers could touch kids and whatever, not inappropriately yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. I wished. Um, anyway, no, but I was watching her as she'd, you know, they'd spray us down with a hose sometimes when it was a hot day or whatever and I'd see her picking up the girls and, like, picking them up from here and taking them over there and, and I'd be standing there wishing that she'd pick me up and touch me and that's really, really weird, isn't it? But, no, that's, that's how I felt back then and I just, I wanted um, to be close to her. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then when I was six, I told my year one teacher that if I was a man, I'd marry her. So, yeah, it started quite young, you know. So Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. There's liking your teacher, then there's liking your teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you know. So what was your coming out process like and how did it impact your life? Dear Lord God, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm telling you right now that uh, I guess I was lulled into a false sense of security because – actually, let's go back a bit. I'll tell you this right now. Growing up in the 90s, um, you – you can't be gay. <laughs> you can't be gay in the 90s, in the late 80s, early 90s, because, um, yeah, in high school you get bashed for that stuff. Oh, gosh. Back then, you know. Wow. So um, I struggled with this for a long time. Like I sort of kept it within and um, denied it in high school and stuff. And um, I remember a girl saying to me one time, oh, you're such a lesbian. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not a lesbian. What are you talking about? Like, what? I'm not a lesbian. And, and I even, I'm ashamed to say, like we'd pick on – People that we thought were gay, lesbian, mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, homosexual, and um, to to fit in and to not be, yeah, you know, also thought of as gay or being friends with someone who was gay because that was just not acceptable back then. So it was pretty tough, and yeah, I had to had to hide it. You know, I remember one time, well, all through school, primary school, and high school, I had crushes on my teachers. I really must tell you, if you if you've got time, I've got to tell you about the story about the crush I had on my dance teacher. Oh yes, please. Do you do. have time for this? Because I'm, it is quite a good story. Um, so, it was a dance teacher at Morley Senior High School. Her name was Kerry Hinckley, and um, yeah, Miss Hinckley. And uh, I took up dance because not because I was a dancer, because of her. but because of her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um. Yeah, I was really infatuated by her, if I'm being honest. And I remember, like, trying to get information out of her and stuff. And I said to her one time, oh, when's your birthday? And she wouldn't tell me. She goes, oh, I'm not allowed to discuss this stuff. And and then another time I was like, oh, what's your star sign? And she said, I'm a Gemini. I was like, oh, good. So that means her birthday must be somewhere between May and June. <laughs> so stupidly, back in the day in high school, as you do, you know, I was a little bit of a, a little bit light-fingered in high school. So sometimes I'd, you know, shoplift and whatever and... I shoplifted a um, a necklace with her star sign on it and another matching necklace with a crucifix and I put it in a birthday card and I said, Miss Hinkley, I've got a present for your birthday. And she goes, well, it's not my birthday yet. And I was like, oh, well, um, 
anyway, I've got this for you. And she goes, well, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to accept kids, uh, gifts from kids, from, from students, sorry. Um, it's against school policy. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? I said, oh, you know, when I was in year seven, I used to give my male teacher flowers, you know. What, what yeah. do you mean you can't accept gifts? I, I bought this especially. No, I'm sorry. Anyway, back and forth, yes, no, yes, no. I ended up ripping it in front of her and throwing it in the bin. I said, yeah, don't worry about it. Heartbreak. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was that. Um, then, like, I just became obsessed with this woman and I, you know, started, like, looking in the phone book. They had phone books back then where you can search, search people's surnames and look them up. And I looked up her surname and um, I rang. I was like, can I speak with Kerry, please? Some bloke answered. It must have been a stupid boyfriend. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, listen. So I ring up. Goddamn men. Bloody men. Um, so I ring up. Can I speak to Kerry, please? And uh, he goes, hang on a sec, I'll just get it for you. And she answered the phone and, hello. And I hung up because I was like, okay, that's her. That's where she lives. Great. Awesome. No, no, don't get all thing about it. I'm just going to explain what I did. I decide to write her a letter. Mm-hmm. I wrote her a letter saying, dear Kerry. I didn't want her to know to what, that I was a student, so I didn't write Miss Hinckley. I wrote yeah, Kerry. Yeah. like to pretend I was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> dear Kerry. Do you like my husky voice today? <laughs> This is the spicy episode, guys. (laughs) Dear Carrie, I said, I just wanted to let you know that I'm in love with you. Now, please don't call the police because I don't mean you any harm. And I just went on to say that I was, I didn't say that I was attracted to her because I didn't even really, I didn't, you know, my English wasn't as good as it is now back then, you know. So I was just, you know, I'm in love with you, but please don't call the police. I don't mean you any harm and da-da-da-da and you're beautiful and this and that, da-da-da-da. Your secret admirer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, at the time, my parents were building a house. And so they said, oh, we're, you know, we're off to go to the house and, you know, you get yourself to school. Oh, yes, mum and dad, have a good day, bye. I took the day off work because I'd posted this letter and then the next day I thought, oh, my God, I can't be posting this letter. If she gets this letter, I am, you know. (laughs) So I thought, I'm not going to school today. I'm going to catch a couple of buses to her address and see if I can, you know, get there when the, you know, at the same time as the postman to stop this letter going into oh, her really? letterbox. <laughs> anyway, I walked down Nolamara Ave for about an hour and a half, let me tell you. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God, Father in heaven. I'm telling you right now, I was walking and I was so nervous, like I was shaking because I thought, well, what if she's taking the day off work, you know, and, yeah. and sees me walking up and down like a like an idiot, you know. Anyway. I walked up and down, walked up and down. I was like, this is this is useless. There is no postman here. So I got back on the bus and went home. And then I felt so ill. I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm going to die. I, I think I got this like like a fever from, from, from guilt and just from fear, you know. Anyway, I went to, the, went to school. I can't remember if it was the next day or the day after. I was in maths. It was near the end of the day. And I hear this Rosanna. My, my full name is Rosanna. Rosanna Manoli, please come to the office. Oh, no. Holy <laughs> hell, I knew, right? Yeah. Anyway, I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go to the office. I just kept doing my algebra. No, it wasn't algebra. But anyway, I was just doing maths and I pretended like I didn't hear. And then the deputy principal comes to the, uh, to the, to the classroom. Oh, no. Hi, is Rosanna in class? And my teacher, Mrs. Goodland, she goes, yeah, she's over there. She's an Indian lady. She's over there. I'm like, oh. Snitch. Oh, yeah, snitch. <laughs> So I went and I said, so, Mrs. Viscovich, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? Well, there's a teacher that wants to have a talk to you. My heart's beating really yeah, fast yeah. right now. Can you believe it? I can feel I'm, my heart I'm sinking. I'm not even involved. My heart's going. It's trauma all over again. Oh, my God. Anyway, so 
I walk up to the office and um, and there she was sitting behind a desk in her mustard jumper. <sighs> my heart is racing, yeah. my God. Anyway, I was like, oh, hi, Miss Hinkley. Uh, sit down, please, Rose. Rosa. Back then they'd call me Rose. Oh, what a horrible name. Such a woggy name. Anyway, so <laughs> I sit down. I said, um, is there something wrong? And she goes, she had my letter in her hand. Oh, no. Oh, no. She goes, can you please read this? Anyway, I'm holding up this letter covering my face. I wasn't reading it. I was just covering my face because I was like, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> anyway, she goes, um, do you recognise that letter? And I'm like, no. Nah, um, why, why are you showing me this? In this meantime, my mouth is so dry that <laughs> my tongue is sticking to the roof of my oh. mouth. So every word was like, yeah. yeah. oh, my God. I'm surprised I didn't break into a sweat. <laughs> anyway, I said, I don't I don't know what, why you're showing me this letter. She goes, well, did you write that letter? I said, no, of course not. I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So I said with my mullet. Um, <laughs> and she says, well, I think you did. And I said, well, no, I did not. And she goes, well, we happen to know um, – and, and she had, you know, when you when you start at a high school or at any school, they give you these cards to fill out with your name, your address and whatever. Um, anyway, she said that she recognised, she matched my writing mm-hmm. oh. to my information card that was at the front office. I said, that's ridiculous. I was just like, I didn't know what words I said back then in high school, but I was just denying it still with my tongue yeah. sticking <laughs> to the roof of my mouth, making these terrible noises. <laughs> Anyway, and she, we were arguing back and forth and blah, blah, blah. And she was, I think she just got fed up in the end and just said, okay, well, you know, pretty much saying whatever and walked out. And she left me in the care of my deputy principal who sat down in front of me. And then she goes, well, so um, I said, I didn't write the letter. Okay. And then she was European. She was Yugoslavian. Um, she was saying to me, well, you know, Rosanna, you know, in Europe, you'll find sometimes, you know, that women and women hold hands walking down the street and men and men do the same thing. But they're, they're not – it's not because they want to be with each other. It's just a European thing. Maybe that's what's going on here. I said, I'm not a lesbian. I'm not – I don't – I didn't write the letter and I was just flat out denying it. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my, my bit of trauma in high school. And, yeah, the, the my dance teacher, Miss Hinckley, did give me the cold shoulder for several months after that. Oh yeah, gosh. cold shoulder. <laughs> and, yeah, um, and then a few weeks later, anyway, I, I went up to her and I just said to her, hey, by the way, I just wanted you to know I didn't write that letter. <laughs> like just making myself even yeah. more guilty, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, like over time, you know, she started talking to me again. Like she only talked to me when she had to and it wasn't yeah. as warm as it used to be. But um, I'll never forget those green eyes <laughs> and that mustard jumper when she uh, yeah, when she confronted me about the letter. Mm-hmm. Still traumatizes me. When I was telling the story, my heart was I was, yeah. I was having a, I was having palpitations. Let me tell you right now. Anyway, that was a long story, wasn't it? No, oh, that's that all was we have, good. That's all we have time for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cut out the other twenty questions, oh, and they're all gone. Yeah. Have you faced any challenges or discrimination because of your sexual orientation or gender identity? And how have you coped with these challenges? Look, um, I, growing up, um, I was mistaken so many times for a boy. Like so many times, it's not even funny. I remember times when my mum and I would be in the city and I'd be like five, six, eight, ten, twelve years old and people would stop her in the street as in people that she knew from a while ago or hadn't seen in ages or whatever and they'd go, oh, 
oh, is this your little boy? Oh, no, it's my little girl, you know, and that happened a lot. And I think I've done a lot of thinking about all of this and why I grew up the way I did, thinking the way I did, because for a while there I had a bit of a, am I supposed to be a boy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or what? Because back then... You're either male or female, and yeah. if you like males, you're a female, and if you're if you like females, then you should have been a male, or you are a male. Do you know that's that's yeah. that was the mentality back then, and that was the mentality in my head. So I struggled for a bit with gender identity. I was like, oh, should I have been a boy? What the hell, you know? Yeah. And I, I dressed accordingly. I mean, even as a little kid, like three, two, three, four years old, I was wearing like overalls with shoes. Like I didn't like wearing dresses yeah. from a, from very very young, you know. Anyway, so um. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing was, yeah, being mistaken for a boy, which I kind of liked. I didn't really care. It didn't really bother me. Um, yeah, no real discrimination. Um, yeah, just, you know, being called young man in high school by, by someone or, you know, stuff like that. Like it wasn't it yeah. wasn't um, anything sort of that offensive really. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So has there been any positive experiences or moments of acceptance that stood out in your queer journey? Um positive experiences well you know I guess you could call them positive um I feel that you know in my 20s um after coming out and whatever I feel like that there were a lot of things that I got away with because I was female gay and not a straight male Mm -hmm. like the amount of things that I've you know got away with saying to women that if a straight male would have said, they would have copped a backhander yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I guess you could call that a positive experience. I feel like I get away. I, I push. I push a little bit with things that come out of my mouth, and I guess shock people. I guess in a way, just to see how far I can. Not 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 in a nasty or horrible yeah. Yeah, way, yeah. but just just seeing what I can get away with. And yeah. yeah, it's maybe a little bit childish. I don't know, but it's kind of fun. So I don't <laughs> care. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> have you tried to write any more letters since the? Uh, the <laughs> Look, I did write one. Um, when I started at the Academy of Performing Arts, I was doing set construction and props and we had a millinery class. Millinery is where you make hats, you know. And there was a teacher there that I wrote a letter to, but I don't think she, I didn't think she t- took much notice and I didn't, of course, didn't leave my name again. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get any feedback whatsoever, no confrontation, no nothing. So it was just sort of swept under the carpet uh, by her and by me. I left it alone. Yeah, so. <laughs> but um, I haven't even told you how I came out. I don't know if that's a, that's a question. <laughs> um, pretty sure we might have. Yeah, like the coming out process and how it impacted your life. So that was an earlier question. Did so I, did I, I didn't answer it though, did I? I didn't tell you how I came out. To <laughs> no, but the, you replaced it with that really juicy story. Oh, so. oh my gosh. <laughs> Coming right. out was terrible. But anyway, I will leave that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just mucking around. It's and I love that you are. Yeah. Make it fun. Yeah, of course I'm trying to make it fun. But, yeah, well, what's, what's your next question then? Because do, do you want me to tell you that or not? Or do, we don't have time for that? I mean, we can if you, if you yeah. want, if you're comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'll just um, we, We've had episodes of like an hour and a half, so we're not pressed for time or anything. Yeah. Oh, good, not pressed for time. Well, geez, I've got a few stories. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm only joking. Yeah, so coming out was hard and I was, yeah, I was about to say and then I went back to my high school and primary school stuff. So going to just after I turned 18, um, I was at the Academy of Performing Arts and um, there, was a, there was a couple there that were always hanging out, a male and a female. They always hung out, always hung out. And I had a little thing for this female and um, and I started getting jealous because they were always hanging out. They were third years, I was first year, and um, 
And I was just like, why, why do they always hang out? Is it, are they boyfriend and girlfriend? What's going on? Da, da, da. Anyway, um, I was speaking to the guy one time. His name's Vince. And um, I was like, Vince, are you and Karen together? And he goes, no, I'm gay. I was like, he was so <laughs> butch, I didn't get it. <laughs> um, I said, really? Oh, Oh, okay. And and he goes, yeah, and Karen's gay as well. And I was like, oh. oh. I was like, dear Lord God, how, how pick exciting. Me, pick me. Um, she wouldn't have picked me with my oh. mullet and my big belly, no chance, and my flannel shirt. No way. Anyway, so um, I was just so excited. I just couldn't believe it. And um, that was – and then, yeah, that afternoon uh, – sorry, not that afternoon, just a few moments later I actually said to him – I'm actually gay as well. And he goes, yeah, we know. We've been watching you since the beginning of the year. And we were like, baby dyke, baby dyke. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, so he knew. Then he goes, why don't you tell Karen? And and I went and told Karen. She goes, yeah, we know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, she knows. What can happen now, you know, <laughs> as I stroked my mane. <laughs> no. um, anyway, so um, and that was the first time I'd ever come out to anybody. And the very next day I came out to my mum. Oh, wow. The very next day. I didn't even let the blood settle or anything like yeah. nothing it was just like because after I'd told Karen I went home and I couldn't sleep that night I was so restless I was like oh my god oh my god like I've told someone I'm gay oh my god like yeah and uh yeah so the next day I was at the table having lunch with mum and mind you when I said earlier about being lulled into a false sense of security I'd asked mum when I was drying dishes about six weeks prior I said mum what would you do if I told you I was gay she goes I'd don't be silly, keep wiping the dishes there. And I said, no, no, seriously, what would you do? And she goes, well, you're my daughter and I love you and it would be fine. I was like, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> so um, anyway, this Saturday lunchtime, I don't know where the hell dad was, but it was just her and I and I said, and I started crying and she goes, what's wrong? I said, mum, I've got to tell you something. She goes, oh, and I, and I couldn't, I was just like, oh. and I was crying. She goes, what's wrong? I said, mum, I'm gay. And she's like, no. And I said, yes. <laughs> and then she started crying and, yeah, just from then, like, things were horrible. Like, it was a really horrible, oh. traumatic experience. And, like, we talked about it for a bit. She was crying. I went to bed and I went to bed and got another fever, same kind of fever that I got yeah. when I wrote that bloody letter. Oh. Um, I felt so sick. I said, please don't tell Dad. Please don't tell Dad. Anyway, a few hours later, Dad comes into the room. Uh, he says, um, what's going on here? And Mum goes, your daughter's got something to tell you. And and I was like, Mum, you Anyway, and I said, Dad, I, I, I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. And he goes, oh, no, not true, not good, uh, you know, and Italians, you know what I mean, like yeah. back then. Um, but, yeah, it was um, it was quite quite a shock to them. I'm like, God, you could tell from when I was three yeah. that I was a tomboy. It yeah. was, you know. And, um, no, but it was not something that they could ever imagine happening to one of their kids. You know, what have we done wrong, this and that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I told him on a Saturday. On the Monday, mum and dad accompanied me to the to the GP. Oh, God. Uh, yes, doctor, can you please check my daughter? There's something wrong with her hormones. Um, she says that she likes girls. Doctor's like... Mrs. Manuli, it seems that your daughter might be a lesbian. Um, you know, and then the doctor wanted to speak to me in private and mum was like, no, I want to hear everything, you know. And But anyway, yeah, the doctor asked me if at any time during growing up if I ever felt like a boy. Oh, I kept that one quiet. I couldn't, mm. tell her, couldn't tell I was gay and, yeah, I feel like a boy as well. Oh, that would have killed me. I would have buried yeah. him, you know. So that was just kept to myself. Yeah. And anyway, it took several, several years of just, you know, exposing them little by little to just, you know, things. 
um, about myself. And, yeah, it was just – it was hard. Mm -hmm. But I can honestly say, and I'm super grateful for the fact that they've now, you know, moved past that. I mean, they still don't want me to, you know – go on the Channel 7 News and announce to the world that I'm a lesbian and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They don't yeah. want me to do that, but. You can do this fine. This is, a, yeah. this is okay. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, yes, I, I, I have to watch who, sees it, who listens to it. No, it's all good. Whatever. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm bloody nearly 50 years old. If people can't accept me, well, they can go stick it, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Thank you. We're in 2023. Yeah. yeah. The words of wisdom there from Rose. Um, You know, just be yourself and yeah. really be yourself. fuck everyone else. Well, see if I don't like it. Yeah. Bye. Uh, yeah, who needs them? Scratch you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoever likes you will stick around. That's right. How has your identity as a queer person shaped your personal and professional life? I don't know. I think I've been quite lucky. Um, I've been quite lucky that whenever coming out in, in the workplace or you know any sort of professional environment, people are cool. They they think mm. it's cool. Like I've never, I've never had anyone, you know hold it against me or be nasty or anything like that. So yeah. I feel that it has had absolutely no negative impact on That's my professional good. life. Tell us about your work as an actor. Look, um, I um, am only new to acting. So um, like I said, I was a singer before and uh, it's, it's something that I've done since I was 18 and I had a break from it. And acting is always has always been something in the back of my mind that I've always been interested in and fascinated by and just always wanted to have a go at doing. And I can tell you right now, I've got so much to learn because <laughs> it's 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 not easy. Hey? No. <laughs> Acting's not easy. But I'd really, you know, I, I really do enjoy learning about it and and it challenges me, you know. Yeah. And um look, I, I I do find it really hard to, you know, to to act sometimes um I'm, i guess i'm probably better at improvisation <laughs> <laughs> improv is great improv, yeah. improv. but um look i i i will continue to um to learn about it and yeah. and try and improve wherever i can and learn as much as i can because it is something that i'd like to get better at and mm. um and have the opportunity to explore further and you know if you know anyone that needs someone that looks like this please just let <laughs> Let me know, yeah. let them know, like, I'm keen, I'll do it for free, I don't care. I just yeah. want to have a go. I want to have yeah. a go, you know. And, um, like, yeah, I mean, I've been on set a few times and it's always just I feel like I'm in my element. Yeah. I feel in my element on set as much as I do when I'm in a recording studio. I yeah. love it. Like, I just, if I could do both all day, every day, I'd just love it. But, you know, mm. it's something, I guess, that will come in time and the more I learn, the better I'll get at it and hopefully more opportunities will come my way, you yeah. know. Yeah, because that's how we met. Yeah, I was going to say, is there any pieces of work that you want (laughs) to just mention here? Was there any like films or stuff you have done, or or projects that you've been attached to that you want to bring up here? Oh, I mean, I I I appeared in Love Me Lex for about one point one second, um, and but that was a really fun experience. We loved loved that's where I met you, Chris Chris Stone, (laughs) and um, yeah, that was really fun. And uh, what else? Um, Look, I've been in a couple of um, like short student films and. yeah, little little bits and pieces here and there, but nothing, you know, nothing to. to add. Oh, I was in, um, I was an extra in the Claremont Murders the other night, which was fun. Um, mm. But yeah, the whole experience of being on set is really exciting. But yeah, no, mm. it, it would be nice to one day have something to, you know, to actually say to the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> but um, I, I also work for. I've been blessed enough to get work through an, an organisation called the Experience Lab. 
Mm. And um, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, they're really, really great company to work for. And um, what we do is uh, we present plays on work pa- workplace behaviour. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So anything to do with discrimination, um, sexual harassment, and bullying in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we yeah we do work that uh, involves that. So that's that's a really fun thing to do as well. Really enjoy that, and um, I'm I'm blessed to be doing. You know that has work. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's that's what I do there, and I also occasionally work for a, for another organisation called Bull Shift, mm-hmm. not Bullshit, <laughs> Bull Shift TV, and they're also an amazing bunch of people to work for as well. And that's also to do that's more film as mm-hmm. opposed to performing a play. Yeah. Um, but that's also to do with um, workplace communication and stuff like yeah. that so it's good it's it's a really fun thing to do when it comes up and yeah i really really enjoy it yeah well like can i just say i think you'd be a great um voiceover oh yes yeah. uh, especially no. reading out the story about the play because i'm just like i can hear you just like reading like romance novels oh. or doing something like that just like hook me up sunshine yeah. <laughs> when i'm serious like i'd really like to to do anything to do with vo- I, I, want, I want my own talk show i want to what i want to do is have a talk show where we can bounce off like you know like this like this yeah. kind of scenario and um, you know, just talk about shit and and laugh and and just feed off each other and just make it a whole amusing, yeah. you know, thirty minutes. Yeah, well, welcome to Christmas. Well, I was going to say, well, I can, <laughs> well, I can tell you, it's a pretty fun experience. So I can see you doing a show, yeah. doing a podcast, or doing something like this, or you know, someone whatever. who has a studio now. Mm-hmm. I do know someone that has a studio, and um, I do know someone who I think would would probably be interested in doing this talk show with me. Hey, boys. Yeah. Uh-huh. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Sounds all right. Sorry, we're just uh, making a jokes while <laughs> we're, we're here just, on the show. Yeah, we're just, this is improv. This is exactly. Improv. We don't just stop at one. <laughs> I told you I was good at improv. Yeah. You're going to hear that Improv is actually quite difficult. So oh, yeah. it's good that you have a good experience there. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I've, you know, sorry, just to talk about me for a second. Um, I like did acting and, and stuff. And improv can be fun, but sometimes my mind just takes a while to just adjust and come up with stuff like that. Sometimes I need the script and other times I can do like the improv, but... Just doing general flow improv is a great skill. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Well, I find that I work best if I've got just like an idea in the back of my mind. Like if there's a, you know, like an outline of something. Yeah. And yeah. That's something that we just have, need to adhere to. Yeah. Then, yeah, the improv will just come because yeah. you need to stick to that kind of yeah. thing. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. Have you found any particular resources or support networks helpful in navigating your queer journey? Hmm. I think that um, in in my in my twenties, I moved to, to Sydney mm-hmm. to try oh, and wow. pursue my singing career. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, because I think I moved to somewhere that had a bigger gay community. I think that um, having made friends there, and um, you know, different there were different like organisations that you could be a part of. So when yeah. I went there, I joined something that was called. Muse and it was for gay and lesbian singers and songwriters oh, and wow. we get together yeah. and, and perform like once a month at a pub nice. and um, yeah and then they changed their name to Gloss which was gay and lesbian original singers and songwriters so that was something that I did for a couple of years but yeah I think that because Sydney was you know a place that you know accepted it more back then like yeah. I, I moved there in 97 so and I was there for six and a half years so I think because, yeah, I was, you know, I lived in Newtown for a while. I, I lived in all these places that were gay-friendly, went to all yeah. these venues that were gay-friendly and gay and so on, and I, I made a lot of friends there. Um, I think it was just, uh, yeah, it was a very supportive place to be. I think I was yeah. in the right place 
you know, yeah. to, to have, you know, um, to, to have, well, I came out here, but then a few years later I moved to Sydney. So it was the right place to explore my sexuality, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because over here it was like slim pickings, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It still is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you still keep in contact with people from Sydney? Or? They, they are my lifelong friends. Great. Because I moved there when I was 23 and I uh, only knew one other person there. So everyone that I made friends with. And when you make friends with you in your 20s, they're the people that I guess yep. that yep. stick around. Like making friends today and hanging on to them and, 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 and um, developing like a deep deep connection yeah. with it's hard it's yes. hard the older yeah. you get the harder it is to make friends and hang on to them yeah. ones that, that that stick around you know mm. so yeah. that's a bit sad but anyway it's all good but yeah still friends with them and um and i visit them quite often like i probably go to sydney on average once a year so oh, nice. yeah. yeah but yeah that's yeah i'm really grateful for that so um I, i'm pretty sure well I, I know now that in perth we have so many more organizations and support mm. yeah. um, places that people can go to and you know lines that they can call and all sorts all yeah. sorts, all sorts of, get your words out <laughs> all sorts of places that they can that they can phone and or even online to, to yeah. find support Facebook social media all that stuff wasn't around when I was you know, yeah when I came you had out, to find you know? it mm. yeah, yeah so it's good I think um, there's a lot out there and and as time passes there's a lot more so it's good mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, now, um, how do you stay connected with the broader queer community and why is that important to you? So do you still go to like um, like different social groups and, and stuff or do you still have like friends that you – you've obviously made some friends while you're up performing and stuff. And do you- yeah, look, um, I just I, – I, um, I do look for things like on Facebook, any events that go on because I think it's um, really important to support gay events because, mm. you know, for years and years – you know, oh, there's nowhere for gay people to go. We only got the court. We've only got Connie's and it's all, you know, straight people and blah, blah, blah. But then when something opens, people don't support it and that really yeah. pisses yeah. me off. It's like, yeah. you know, don't complain about it if you're not going to support it. Yeah. Like, exactly. Most recently we had the park bar. The park. Yes. I was devastated. I was negotiating was I was negotiating a deal with them. I was oh, going really? to sing there. Oh, yeah. It was such a nice place. Yeah. And I went there like I three times. And it, was it was my beautiful. bloody local. It was oh, only a few minutes nice. down the road. Thank oh. you very much. <laughs> anyway, so that's closed down and... That's a bit annoying, but yeah, we've got the Flamingo Bar, which is great. I think that's getting a bit more support, but yeah. like, you know, the park was right there, like mm. right there, three, four Ks from the city, you know, a lot of gay people in Vic Park. I've, yeah. I've been there a few times. Actually, <laughs> I'd actually pop into IGA sometimes to pick something up late at night and I'd pop in to use the loo and I'd see there's like six people in there. Like, what the hell is going on? Why is there only six people in here? Yeah. Like, really? But yeah, um, I really enjoyed going there and I think, yeah, it's it's in, it's important to, to support whatever whatever, you know, people mm. choose to open up for us. Yeah, exactly. We need to, yeah. you know, be There's a part not many of it. places. So be a part yeah. of it and, and tell your friends, you know. I think mm. it's really important. Yeah. 100% agree. Looking back on your journey, is there anything you wish you had known or done differently? I wish I didn't pick on gay people when I was in high school. Yeah. That's number one. Would just, you say just, that was just, sort of a bit like of an internalised homophobia thing or like a defence mechanism to make sure it was there a, was no... It was a do what they do, otherwise you're yep. going to get picked on as yeah. well. Yeah. Already I was picked on for being the fat kid. Yeah. You know, I didn't really have friends in high school. Like I had people that, you know, were friendly to me in class and we'd laugh in class because I was a bit of a clown because I, you know, needed to get mm. attention somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, it was like, you know, you got to do whatever to fit in, and I regret that because that's just nasty, and I don't like the idea of being mean to people. Yeah, you know? not at all. 
So I wish I'd never done that. I wish I'd known... What do I wish I'd known? I wish I'd known my parents would have reacted the way they did about what yeah. I yeah. Well, especially because you, you said to your mum, like, like, what if I said I was gay? And it's like, yeah, you know, my daughter, oh, I still love you. And then that. But you know what? I cannot blame them because, you know, they grew up. Yeah. They grew up. It's a different generation. Yeah, different generation. Yeah. They grew up thinking, you know, men with women, women with men. Yeah. That's the only way, you know, religious, Catholic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what? I cannot I cannot complain because my parents have always supported me, been there for me, loved me, given me whatever I've wanted, yeah. never thrown me on the street. They've always, no matter what the hell I've put them through, and let me tell you right now, <laughs> that's another story. I need more stories. Not, 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 not for podcasts. No. Um, <laughs> when we catch up. I've put, on, I've put them through so much and still they, they welcome me with open arms, have always supported me, loved me and, and, and given me whatever I've needed, whatever I've wanted, whatever whatever they can yeah. and helped me however they can. So I'm mm. very grateful and I can tell you right now there are not many parents in the world like my parents. Yeah. And my sister, like not many not many you know, not many yeah. families like that. So I'm yeah. very grateful for that. Their reaction was just because of upbringing and yeah. What, yeah. all they knew. Of course. Yeah. It wasn't because they were trying to be mean. No. You know. So that's that. <laughs> No, that's great. Um, and I believe we're at our last question. Um, oh, no, sorry, we're not. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who was struggling to come to terms with their own queer identity? I would I would say talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to someone. Don't, don't keep it bottled up because otherwise you'll make yourself sick. Yeah. Otherwise you'll harm yourself. Otherwise you'll do things that, you know, you know self-harming or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's not okay. Um, I would really recommend talking to someone, talking to a friend, talking to a counsellor, talking to someone at school, and 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 knowing that it's not the '90s anymore. Yeah, you know we are, you know, in 2023 where anything and everything is, is acceptable. You yeah, know? and um, don't be hard on yourself because you're you. Yeah. And always go with your heart. If something doesn't feel natural to you, don't do it. Yeah, always go with what's, what with what feels natural. Yeah, you know. So that's my advice. Very nice. Yeah. Pearls of wisdom. Christo, last question is for you. Oh, yes. I love saying that name, Christo, yes. in my drag queen voice. <laughs> Stop it. You're making me confused. I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. <laughs> the voice is too good. I'm sorry, it's oh, too good. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, I'm just breaking Christo over here. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Okay. Mm-mm. Focus. Uh, where can we find you on socials? The social medias. Oh, just uh, Rose Manuli on Facebook and um, underscore Rose underscore Manuli underscore on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we love the underscores here. <laughs> underscore. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, and I mean, there's not um, there's not a huge deal of like, professional stuff on there. It's just more personal and yeah. you know, there's a combination of stuff on there yeah. and yeah. I do have a like a professional Facebook page but I can't be bothered with it to be honest. Yeah. yeah. There's Instagram for that and I put anything and everything on Instagram. Like, anything, I love seeing it all. It's anything awesome. worthwhile. <laughs> I see it all. Like, Is there a tutorial oh. of how to uh, write a letter to your teachers or anyone you admire? Oh, look, you know what? We <laughs> Sorry, can, I keep bringing that up. Don't put your name. <laughs> we can we can do that when we when we start our talk show if you like. I can, we can do a little segment on writing teacher writing a letter, letter. to your to your teacher crush. Love interest. <laughs> oh my god, heartbreak high. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Oh my god. All right. Um, does um anyone else got anything to add? Do you have anything to add, Rose? Um, 
No, not really, but I'm still, I've got heart palpitations again. I can't believe every time I think about it and talk about it, it just makes me scared. <laughs> the time that I spent in that office, in yeah. you know, talking oh, to traumatic. It, you just yeah. don't understand. Why yeah, do I keep getting... <laughs> It's, it's a memory cra- that's stuck in there. Crazy. And you know what's really funny is that um, some years ago someone announced on um, on my Facebook that they wanted to organise a, um, a reunion oh. for Morley Senior High School and I piped up and I said, oh, does, whatever happened to Miss Hinckley? <laughs> and apparently this guy responds, he goes, oh, she's still there and he sent a picture from a yearbook. She looked about 70. But anyway, that's all right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was just funny to see that she was still there looking wow. exactly the same but with grey hair and wrinkles, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> And yeah, we didn't. We never had the, the reunion, but geez, I would have loved to have gone up to her and say, "I it did, was me. It was, I it was did me. write that letter. I did write it. Yes, and I'm proud of it. And you know what? I don't fancy you anymore." Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I would have been extra mean and be like, "And you know what? No one's going to believe you." <laughs> Crikey! Oh, all right. If that's um, if that's all done, Rose, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. It has been a pleasure. Oh my god, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for allowing me to get that off my chest. <laughs> I'm glad I got you on. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome. And we are back from Hello. our interview with Rose. Wow. That was a blast. She's such a great person. Oh, she was so so funny. funny. So funny. I could listen to her stories about about her writing letters to her teachers all day. (laughs) That was so good. Oh, my God. I need to know more. Like, I need to go have drinks with her now and just be like, tell me everything. Yeah. We'll make your life story. (laughs) We'll do a spinoff of this show and just make it all about, like, Rose's thing. It'll be Great. Yeah. <laughs> Rose's life. <laughs> she, she was fantastic um, and so good to come onto the show. And, um, yeah, I I, oh. I would happily have her back yes. for another episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't even care whether we talk about her story. We'll just have her on. Yeah. <laughs> she could be a third coast. Co-host. Coast. Coast. Co-host. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I need a co-host. Apparently this one can't even say the word right. Um <laughs> Uh, English is hard. <laughs> it is, to be We're fair. To English. be fair. For anyone who has to learn English as well as, you know, speak their own, I applaud you. Oh, yeah. Because English is multilingual. English is a bitch to learn. <laughs> and some of us who only speak English still can't speak it. <laughs> Hi. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. So, anyway, so thank you again, Rose, yes, for being on our show. Yeah. And um, we will see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Queer Stories on the Swan. You can leave a review slash rating on wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on our socials on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel at Queer Stories on the Swan. You can also find us on our webpage at queerperth.com forward slash Queer Stories on the Swan. And please tell your friends about us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christo. And stay, stay fabulous. fabulous.